Oh, and we uh, we got a mess. I got a message from Tamara said, you know, she uh, she doesn't get my blog. She can't she can't read them. It won't it won't let her read them. She gets yours all the time, but she doesn't get mine. Mm-hmm. So well, she and I have always gotten each other. Yeah. <laughs> so something's up. Yeah. Something's up there. She said she can't she can't get my blogs, but she can get yours. So, um, because that one on the gun thing should have been big with people here in town the way mm-hmm. things are going here and caring and stuff like that so so maybe it isn't me i'm sure a lot of it is me but well i'm going to help you today yeah. i'm going to uh, write an article it's going to be called let's all help paul stop sucking oh are you <laughs> well good thanks thanks <laughs> I'm gonna write. One, <laughs> I'm gonna write one too today. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do some news here. A couple of minutes past eight, sixty-five downtown. Nancy Pelosi has left Taiwan after drawing threats from China. They said they were going to shoot her down. Never happened. She's now on her way to South Korea. So what has China done? Well, they blocked imports of citrus and fish and other foods from Taiwan now in retaliation for the visit. As she moves on, Beijing's announced some military exercises, too, in the waters near Taiwan, but that's about it. The U.S. right now is conducting military exercises off the coast of Sumatra with our partners out there as well. Asian stock markets were up after there was no sign of any Chinese action. U.S. officials said they've taken the terrorist threat in Afghanistan seriously. No American troops on the ground. Last weekend, the U.S. killed al-Qaeda leader Amin al-Zawari in a CIA drone strike. Now, they have reestablished their foothold in Afghanistan after just one year of surrendering to the Taliban. Other high-profile airstrikes in the past have inadvertently killed innocent civilians. The Democrats and Joe Biden didn't want any civilian killed in this, so they had to wait and wait and wait and took the chance of losing Zawari, but they were able to get him using a highly secretive Hellfire R9X missile that has a half dozen rotating blades on it. A former intelligent analyst said if the Hellfire R9X was used, it suggests that the U.S. was seeking to limit any collateral death or destruction to anything in Kabul. Stocks are opening higher on Wall Street today. The S&P 500 is up early. PayPal is soaring on a report that An investor has taken a large stake in that company. Starbucks up, CVS up, also rising. Taco Bell's owner, Yum! Brands, falling after their quarterly earnings disappointed. Ten-year treasury yields are up. Oil prices are the focus today. The OPECers are meeting again to decide on their production levels by September. Some say they might produce oil at a much slower pace now than previous months firefighters are making progress in their battle of california's largest fire the mckinney fire grew didn't grow much yesterday but it began last friday wiped out the tiny hamlet of klamath river four people have died in those fires fires burning in idaho nebraska 
Bernie here in Montana. Fire broke out here in Montana in the Mission Mountains. That's up there by between Sealy Lake and St. Ignatius. Early yet, firefighters are gearing up for the next couple weeks as the hot, dry weather moves in. Dolly Parton will be among the 2022 Carnegie Medal of Philanthropy recipients. Also being honored, Dallas entrepreneur Elida Hill, uh, Manu Shandira, and a few others. Parton's $1 million donation to Vanderbilt University Medical Center in 2020 got plenty of attention once it yielded the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Her fellow honoree Hill uh, has Lida Hill uh, Philanthropies, also as an early donor. The honorees will receive their medals in a private ceremony in New York coming up on October 13th. And if you didn't hear, Vince, Gilly died, or Vince Scully, he died yesterday, broadcaster uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, lost his dad when he was seven years old. His dad was a silk salesman. And then they moved to Brooklyn. And uh, he used to listen to early baseball games all the time on the radio. And he actually played baseball at Fordham University for a while there. At 22, he was hired by CBS Radio, an affiliate of theirs in Washington, D.C. At 22. And um, he soon joined Hall of Famer Red Barber and a few others. 1953, he became the youngest person to broadcast a World Series game. That mark still stands and will never be broken before. Moved west in 58 for the Dodgers. Called three perfect games. Don Larson in the World Series, Sandy Koufax in 65, and Dennis Martinez in 91. 18 no-hitters in all, he called. Wow. Throughout his career, was on the air when Don Drysdale set his scoreless inning streak of 58 and two-thirds innings in 68. And then that one was broke by Oral Hershiser, another Dodger, mm-hmm. when he did it, 59. Was there when Hank hit his 715th and uh, had some uh, real monumental uh, broadcasts throughout his career and uh, retired in 2016. And then here we are in 2022. So he only had six years after retirement before rigor A. Mortison. <laughs> what do you so, say that? I was just saying uh, that we ought to be thinking about well, it. Well, maybe we better stick around just to be you safe. Know, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, six years after you retire, I mean, holy cow, that's that's not enough. No. Nope.